ski related. Let's go to the Summit Daily. See what see what's on the Summit Daily. Yeah, Vale Daily. Breckenridge police arrest Dylan Mann for holding him at gunpoint on Colorado Highway late Tuesday morning. <laughs> that is some mounting news in the mountains, folk. It's a developing story. <laughs> and then I'll I'll talk a little bit about my weekend for our listeners. I think we're up to like 22 listeners. That's pretty damn good. That is good. For those for those 22 listeners, I just wanted to say that it's Alex and I on the pod tonight, as you can probably hear. And our third host, Satchel, is actually out skiing, which he decided to drive all the way out to Salt Lake City on a whim. He was supposed to go to Steamboat, and then some plans kind of fell through with our Australian friend, Connor. He was going to sleep in the car because they didn't have a place for him to stay, which was ridiculous because for those of you who are in Colorado right now, you know that it's about to get really cold. We're looking, we were looking at temps in Vail on, on Saturday this last weekend. So that would have been Saturday, the 18th, 17th and 18th this, this last weekend. And it was negative 10 when we went out to ski on Saturday. So it was freezing. You could not be sleeping in your car. I even gave Satchel my sleeping bag so that he could have two sleeping bags. But I think he made a smart move and decided that car camping is not in style. It's not in season right now with how cold the temps are. And so he called an audible and just drove his ass out to Salt Lake City, which is where his sister lives. And he's skiing Snowbird. I texted him today and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm at Snowbird right now. And apparently they have been getting hammered. I'm going to pull up the mountain report right now just to look at it because, you know, they've had a record year already. They have a base depth of 68. They've had 204 inches year to date already or season to date. And it looks like most everything is open. So Snowbird is definitely a good place to be right now. And I'm jealous of Satchel. I want him to send us some videos so that we can see what it's like out there, post some powder content, hopefully. So I'm waiting on that from him. Any questions, Alex? Are you jealous? No. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> That's insane. I know. I he's mean, crazy. I'm surprised that like Satchel couldn't stay in Steamboat just because Satchel is so low maintenance. Like, he, all he needs is like a corner of the floor where no one will step on him and he will sleep there very quietly. You know, he's, he doesn't need, he doesn't need much to exist. All Satchel needs is like some basics, like humanity basics or human basics. That's exactly right. He needs like, he needs like a six foot swath of floor and the coffee in the morning and he's like set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm glad he's in Utah. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's out enjoying himself. That's that'll be fun. I can't believe they're they have that much snow already. Like that's insane to me. But it is crazy. I mean, the whole um and the whole country is supposed to get more snow this week. Um, I saw an Instagram post today that Colorado is going to experience its coldest day in 30 years on Thursday potentially. Yeah. And. This was a post from uh, CU Barstool, but the post was suggesting that it was going to be a negative wind chill. It was going to be a wind chill of negative 60 on Thursday. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to leave the house. I'm not going outside. That's just absurd. 
You can't do anything with that. We're not Minneapolis. We don't. We're not built for that. We don't have underground tunnels and sky tunnels and shit that you don't have to go outside and survive. I mean, we'll fucking die. I will. Die. I know. I know. And then normally in the winter here, it's like you get like a warm day and then a cold day and then a warm day. But it's just been cold recently. And um, I'm going to Minneapolis. Speaking of which, I'm going to Minneapolis, and it might actually be warmer in Minneapolis than in Denver that day. Um, granted, it's still supposed to be negative ten, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at. You're right. Like I was looking at some of the snow tomorrow. We're supposed like the mountains are going to get a couple inches, and then Thursday they're going to get in a couple more inches. But like for it to be potentially in the negatives in Denver and us to not in Denver to not get a single inch of snow. It's just not fair. It's not even worth it. Like I'm I'm fine with it being cold as long as it's snowing, but if it's just cold to be cold, that's just bullshit. I want, I want there to be something to like look at or it to be, you know, pretty outside. And it's always pretty when it snows because you know, it's all, everything's all white and everything like that. Yeah. When it's snowy too, it's like, it's extra cozy, especially like around Christmas, you know, you get the white Christmas, you're feeling extra cozy by the fire inside. So I, I understand that for sure. Mm-hmm. One thing, one other thing you said is, or one thing that I was thinking about is even if it's really cold and snowing, at least you get to ski some powder too. Like you can tough, you know, I've been out on the really cold days and if it's a powder day, it, it feels less cold because you're having so much fun and you know you can do different things to stay warm like uh it was so cold this weekend like i said it was negative 10 we're teaching devo this weekend so we had to take a lot of breaks with the kids which was a bummer like we had to take hot chocolate breaks at at midville often but the snow was so good i i didn't want to take the breaks i i was only doing it because my kids were literally like can we go get a hot chocolate like i'm freezing like and i was like no, we'll just go ski this run in the sun, guys. It'll be okay. And they're like, no, Jackson, like, we, I have to go inside. <laughs> and keep in mind, these are like nine and 10-year-olds. So I I obeyed their their wishes. <laughs> That's good. If you, if you like froze a kid, I, I don't think you'd be a Devo instructor for much longer, let alone, let alone a free individual. Your ass would be probably in jail or something for <laughs> child abuse or, or something like that. They're not your they're not your friends or your kids. They're someone else's children. They're not built they're not built different like you are. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm once it's my kid, no mercy. <laughs> my wife might send me to or <laughs> yeah, my wife might put me in jail at that point though. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. One other product that I thought was pretty cool that I didn't really think about, Jade, our good friend Jade who we've talked about on this pod, she has electric heated ski socks actually isn't it yeah yeah she has electric ski socks i think that's probably the best like heated tech that i've heard of ever but is it like those is it like those um boot heater things where you have to clip that battery pack to your boot and like once you start skiing anything other than a groomer it flies off and you have a battery pack then like slinging around in your lower pant like the lower part of your pant legs or is it something different Mm, no it's it's more compact than that like um like there's like little electricity heater 
wires that are running down the entire length of the sock. And there's just like one tiny little battery pack, I believe, like on the top of the of the sock of the sock that kind of comes out of your ski boot. So I don't think it's like a I don't from what I could tell, it didn't seem like it made an impact on her skiing at all. So I'm kind of tempted, like I'm honestly, I'm not somebody who gets frozen toes to the point where it ruins my ski day ever. I, I guess I just have good circulation or whatever, but as far as, you know, heated gloves or toe warmers, I think heated socks might be the way to go, you know, like yeah, over the over the course of your of your life, you probably get more than enough use to pay off the cost of toe warmers if you if you had some heated socks. Yeah, I know. I buy toe warmers because I I'm unlike you. My circulation to my feet is absolutely horrible, and so I like my feet freeze, and then I just kind of accept it. But it's never fun. So yeah. I might have to buy a pair of these heated socks and try them because I you know I don't buy like. I buy like a box of toe warmers from Costco at the beginning of the season. And it's not bad. It's like, I want to say it's like 20 bucks or 15 bucks. Like it's not horrible, but, but, but I definitely go through them and it's kind of a, like, they're kind a of pain. a pain in your boot. Cause like sometimes they come a little undone and they get, they'll like move around a little, you know, a little bit in the boot and um, it can get a little yeah. uncomfortable. So a heated sock, as long as the battery pack is not like huge, I'm very interested in that. I might buy a pair and just, yeah. Well, and the, and the other like, thing is like the toe warmers take up space in your boot. So the yeah. heated sock allows you to actually keep your boot the way, keep the shape of your foot in your boot the way that it should be so that you have the most control over your skis. Um, yeah. So yeah, just something to think about. Well, and it'd be nice to heat my whole foot. Like the toe warmer only really gets like the top of your big toe and like your, like your middle, like, I don't feel like it gets your entire foot. Even on days where the toe warmer works, I still think that my kind of, I don't know what you call it, like the pinky toe or the little toe on the ends, they're like just white. Like they're so cold and I have <laughs> my larger toes like took all the heat. I don't know if it's just like survival of the fittest, but I'm not trying to lose one because then I think my balances would be fucked up for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> Well, we should we should find some heated socks to plug and then maybe we could get Sponsored by some heated socks. That I-70 show, heated socks. <laughs> I'm still trying to get so. plugged by, by Moment Skis. If Moment, if one of our 22 listeners happens to work for Moment, uh, I would love a new pair of skis if you wanted to ship them. I'll give you my address. We can work something out. I'll post about them to my like 110 Instagram followers. I'm sure it will be you know worth your while. So that's a shameless, <laughs> a shameless plug for Moment. Um, but again, we, yes. We gotta keep keep working, and and if we can get any sponsor, I would be super stoked. But um, yeah. I speaking of posting, I was talking to a friend, Alex. You know him. Was hanging out with him last night, and he was. We were talking about um marketing and social media marketing, and and how easy, relatively easy, it can be to grow an audience. I mean, it's. But I we we came to the conclusion that the the key is consistency. And I kind of set a goal for myself and for the pod for 2023, we can consider this our, our New Year's resolution, but I kind of want to, tr I, I want to try and post on Instagram or on social media. So I guess the, the two that I'm going to focus on are YouTube because they have reels and, or not reels. They have um, YouTube shorts and then on Instagram for reels. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to 
post twice a week for the entire year. And he was throwing out numbers. He was like, you know, set a goal right now, set an ambitious goal. He's like hundred thousand followers. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like there's no chance we're going to hit a hundred thousand followers by end of year. And, yeah. and I was like, I'd be happy with 10,000. That would be insane. 10,000 would be insane. And then he's like 50,000. And I'm like, that's, that's still pretty ambitious. And he's yeah. like, here, listen, Jackson, I'll, I'm going to set an incentive for you. He's like, I'll give, I'll pay you one tenth of however many followers you get. So he's like, you get 50,000 followers. I'm going to give you $5,000. And I'm like, dude, I, I would not accept that from you. I would hands <laughs> down in an instant. I'd be like, I'll give you my Venmo. I'll give you my fucking Wells He's Fargo. got my Venmo. I'll He's give got you all my that. routing number. I, we're going to get a million followers and I'm collecting a hundred. We're collecting a hundred grand. Like I have no shame. I'll take every single penny. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was very, uh, a kind offer. And then I was like, and then he was like, no, but I'll, I'll buy you an Epic pass if you hit 50,000 followers. And I was like, damn, that's, that's still pretty good. So that is pretty good. We, yeah. If we hit 50,000, uh, my good buddy, Andrew is going to buy me an Epic pass. We'll see if we can negotiate you, uh, an Epic pass for you guys too. That would be, that, <laughs> um, that would be great. That would be great. That would be awesome. Other things I, and I, and I know I'm talking a lot. Um, do you, or do you have something else to say there? Well, no, I was just going to say like that. I think that's a good, like a good goal, like two times a week or multiple times a week or just being consistent and having consistently posting, I think makes a lot of sense. Cause I mean, if you look at like Jackie's foodles account, she's pretty, pretty successful with that. She's got like, I think over 10,000 followers now and yeah. she posts almost at least every week, if not multiple times a week and every time it's different content. And I'm like, eventually how, how is there? I'm thinking to myself, like, how is there still new content to be posted about, like, coffee shops or bars or whatnot in Denver? But she seems yeah. to do it, and so I think that's like, it makes a lot of sense that well, that consistency shout out, is key. Yeah, shout out to Jackie. Shout out for her. Um, that account I'm looking at it right now. That is Foodles, so food L E S underscore Denver Foodles Denver, and she has a, actually more than twenty thousand followers now. So that's very impressive. And you're right. She's always got some sort of story, always trying to find the most hip spots in Denver to review and post a video about. And she gets tons of sponsors, promoters, um, cool events she gets to attend. So that's I would love to kind of take her model and apply it, apply it here yeah. for that I-70 show. Yeah, I was going to talk a, a little bit about this weekend, too. And I, if, you, if you have questions as I'm talking there's, there was a couple events that I wanted to talk about. And right before I do that, let's I want to come back to this other cool product that I saw this weekend, which is I, I saw a reusable hand warmer or foot warmer. I guess it was more of a hand warmer. So at Vail this weekend, it was Vail's 60th birthday. Uh, 60 years they've been in business. And so there was a bunch of like concerts and tents set up and free food, free snacks, that kind of thing. And there was a Heli Hansen tent set up and they had these plastic hand warmers that just like any other hand warmer, you mash it around. It was in this clear plastic. It looked like an egg almost where it had like this white liquid surrounded by a clear liquid. And when you mix the two liquids together, it got really hot, really fast. 
So some sort of other, some sort of reaction that they're using there to, to make it hot, some sort of chemical reaction. But the cool part was that when you're done with it, when you're done using it, you can keep it, you actually boil it, you put it in boiling water and it, and it reforms so that the chemical reaction can happen again the next time. Isn't that super cool? Yeah, that's really interesting. So it's how many uses do you get out of it, or is it just unlimited? I think it's like unlimited, unlimited uses. And it doesn't, the more times you use it, the, it's not like less and less effective to the point where, yeah, you could maybe use it for a 12th time, but at that point, you know, the chemical compounds are so used up or shot that, I mean, I'm just making this up, but like it doesn't impact, it doesn't, you know, as has it has have as great of a uh, effect anymore. Let me look it up. I'm it... also Vale being only 60 years old feels like so short, like or so young. Like I, really? I imagine that Vale. Yeah, I would have. I mean, I don't honestly like this is probably bad because I'm a co-host on a skiing podcast, but I have no idea even how long skiing has been around for. Like I would have assumed like a hundred years, but maybe that's ambitious. So I I would assume that Vale is older than 60. That's a really good point. One of my Devo kids this weekend, he was like, I'm staying in the house of the guy who invented skiing, some German guy. And I was like, do you know his name? And of course he didn't know his name, but let's, I'm going to look it up right now. Who invented, invent skiing. And our listeners are getting some serious knowledge dropped on them right here. Okay. Google right off the bat returns and this was posted on october 3rd 2022 the very first community believed to have skied were the sami s-a-m-i the only indigenous people to scandinavia throughout the middle ages the samis are widely credited with being the inventors of skis so that's kind of interesting different take here i've googled according to the britannica so you know uh, the whole country of London or England needs to be correct here. Actually, that's probably wrong. So why don't we edit that out? But anyway, skiing is dated dates back to eight thousand and seven thousand BCE in Russia, where early skis were found depicted on rock carvings and frozen in ice. Wow! So the Han Dynasty in China. I mean, that's way back there. People have been skiing forever. Eight thousand BC. Norwegian men, uh, or sorry, ski troops were used in Sweden in 1452 and in the 15th and 17th centuries. Skis were used in warfare in Finland, Norway, Russia, Poland, Sweden, and Sweden. That's insane. Can you imagine just like going to war like on a pair of skis? Like you're you're skiing down the mountain and like shooting at like the enemy at the exact same time. That would be so, so intense. It would be crazy. <laughs> Ski troops fought in both World War One and World War Two, um, and then many veterans after World War Two were very active in promoting the sport of skiing after returning to civilian life. So I can only imagine if you are like, you know, an army soldier and you're skiing down some Swiss Alps, and then all of a sudden a fucking tiger tank starts shooting at you. I would feel like I got the short end of the stick there. I'd be pretty pissed, <laughs> you know. I'd be yeah. like, I have skis. This man has a fucking cannon. Like, this is not fair. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because um, Vale's founders, 
I believe they either so the Vale's founders are Pete Siebert and Earl Eaton. Um, they are super big on like the 10th Mountain Division. I'm they were either in the 10th Mountain Division themselves or big donors of the 10th Mountain Division. I mean, they still you know Vale really supports that cause, and I think Vale was maybe used. I'm getting my facts wrong, but. Certainly, Vale is definitely proud of the 10th Mountain Division. If you go to Vale, there's that statue of the 10th Mountain Division soldier standing there. Super cool. Like, all that gear is super cool to me, too. Like, they have the full whiteout suits to blend in. And um, like you said, World War One and World War Two. And actually, there's a national heritage site in Colorado or a national – yeah, it's, I think it's a national heritage site that was designated this year – by President Biden. I just found a uh, interesting article from 2015. I just Googled like 10th Mountain Division. And then because I guess I Googled so much skiing stuff recently, but it just popped up like related searches, 10th Mountain Division and skiing. And um, there's a article about like the types of skis that the 10th Mountain Division used to use. And this is kind of crazy. The They used to train on seven feet long hickory stiff two by fours or sorry, hickory skis as stiff as a two by four that weighed 18 pounds a pair, including massive steel cable bindings. Can you imagine like having to ski on that shit? I would, I don't think I'd be a skier. Like that just sounds absolutely impossible. Well, I like my skis stiff, but yeah, that's a next level if it's literally like a a wooden two by four, but I'm sure we'd still love it. It makes sense that the Vale founders are big into the 10th Mountain because they're like there's a ton of information about the 10th Mountain Division having like, part of it like designated to like skiing or, or like there's like soldiers that were in like squads or groups or I'm not sure like the correct terminology but you know they were like the ski part of the 10th Mountain Division which is really interesting. But you sorry you you were saying you looked up something about. Yeah, I, I was able to find it. Joe Biden visited Colorado on Wednesday, October 12th, and designated. He designated Camp Hill north of Leadville to be a national monument. And Camp Hill is right along the Continental Divide, and it serves the t- a testament to a p- pivotal moment in America's military history as those peaks were forged by the elite soldiers of the 10th Mountain Division. So he designated that to be, um, you know, the national monument to kind of commemorate that space for those soldiers, which I think is really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Well, that was like a full-on history lesson we just gave our listeners. I, I hope that they enjoy that. That was, It was a little bit hodgepodge, but I'll probably splice it together and post a little bit. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about from this weekend was a missed opportunity that I that I completely botched, and I texted you about it right after it happened. I saw... Lindsey Vaughn on the ski slope this weekend. And I'm with my Devo group. I'm with a group of five, including Jade, actually. She's on the, the lift net with me. And we're we're coming up to chair four. And I look back and I'm like, Jade, that's Lin- Lindsey Vaughn. And she was so glammed out. Like she looked like a freaking supermodel. She was glowing. She had her goggles up. She was wearing the this blue sparkly Red Bull helmet. It was so clearly her, there was no question, right? And and I'm looking over at her and I'm like, Jade, that's Lindsay Vaughn. And I'm telling 
my Devo kids. Oh, that guys, that's Lindsay Vaughn. And she's in the singles line. And we keep going forward, keep going forward till we get to the front of the line. And I'm like, oh my God, she might get on the lift with us. And right when we get to the front of the line, there's a ski patroller at the front and he's helping, you know, helping the line alternate. And rather than pull from the side that Lindsay's on, he pulls from the other side and we get some random dude to sit with us. And I (laughs) am just so mad. I'm like, why didn't I say something and be like, Lindsay, come, come sit with us. Like, come get on our chair, you know? And my kids would have loved it. They were already freaking out. They're like, can we get a photo? Can we get a photo? And I was like, yes, yes, we'll get a photo when we get to the top. And then, of course, as soon as we get to the top, she rips off the lift and she was away and she was skiing with her family. And I was like, guys, we we can't chase her down the mountain. She's skiing with her family. We'll give her some space. But I was bummed because it was fun to see a celebrity that big. Um, Granted, one of my... Devo kids pointed out that she's kind of a diva, which I agree with. She's also an Olymp, you know, an Olympic champion. So I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to hold her divaness against her. But he was like, apparently, when she won a World Cup, she went on, I don't know if it was Instagram or Twitter, and she posted some photo, and she had hammered her skis out with a ham with a mallet or you know with some sort of tool, and she posted like these are the worst skis ever. And it's just funny that my Devo kid remembered that. Um, <laughs> and, and and I, I kind of remember something like that happening as well. So she's definitely a diva. diva. I would have um, preferred to ride up with Michaela Schifrin. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I would have had to have called Satchel, though, and been like, yo, dude, your girlfriend, I'm, I'm with your future girlfriend on the li- or future wife on the lift here. You got to get over here right now. But yeah, pretty cool to see. Um, see Lindsay signing her book or to see her on the mountain. And, and she, she apparently was signing her book. She, apparently she wrote a book and she was signing it in town later that day. Maybe I'll order, order Lindsay's book. What did she write a book about like her career or probably Lindsay, they always, you know, they, they, yeah, let's look it up. Lindsay Vaughn book. You know, what comes up before Lindsay Vaughn book. If you type in Lindsay Vaughn B it goes Lindsay Vaughn new boyfriend and then Lindsay Vaughn book. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was dating. She obviously dated Tiger Woods, and then she dated a pro hockey player boyfriend list, <laughs> Diego Osorio, supporting number one tennis player. Interesting. So now she's dating a tennis player. She was dating a pro hockey player before that, but um. It's, it's, yeah, I don't keep up with Lindsay Vaughn's uh, personal life too much. <laughs> she is, but when I saw her in person, like, like, you know, she's, she's an attractive woman in person. She was glowing. She was, she really like, she's just one of those people. You could have looked at the whole lift line. You, you know, it, even if you didn't know who she was, you could have looked at the whole lift line and been like, all right, you're the most attractive person in this whole lift line <laughs> <laughs> on the whole mountain. Probably. What else you got, Alex? Poor Satchel. He's he's out there, you know, preventing his six-year-olds from making out under the table while you're, you know, up there, <laughs> glamming, you know, jaw-dropped with Lindsey Vaughn next to you in the ski line. You know, what a fucking difference in the Devo groups. It's just, it's just unfair. <laughs> it's true. It's true. For, for our listeners, Satchel got paired with some Devo kids who 
were like four, four to six year olds. And Alex, do you want to tell the story about his Devo group last weekend? I don't know if I know it that well. I mean, I, I can, I'll try, but then if I, if I leave anything out, just jump in. But I will. What I remember him telling me was that, or maybe it was you telling me, but he was paired with like, yeah, this like group of like six year olds or, or four to six year olds. And they were, he's like trying to tell them, you know, hey, do this and hey, do that. And they're just like, no, like, fuck you. Like, we're not going to do it. Not listening to him, arguing with each other on the lift. And I think the worst part was, I think he told me that he has to ride up with them. Like, he has to find an adult to ride up with every single like kid. Like, he can only ride up with one kid at a time or something like that. Or someone has to be responsible for yeah, that's right. every single kid, which to me is just like, that's so above and above over the top. Like, I would not be able to fucking deal with that. But he's at lunch and he's got like all these kids just like you know, arguing at the table and fighting around him. And I just imagine Satchel is sitting at the end of the table, like staring off into the distance with just this like, fuck my life mentality of like, how the fuck did I get paired with these kids? Like, I hate this. I'm so over it. I'm going to quit. And while all this is happening, Satchel's kids are like playing like maybe truth or dare or some shit. And they're making out under the table and Satchel just does not give a fuck. And to me, that is like the best <laughs> fucking thought of like how Satchel spent a Saturday. And I feel so bad for the guy, but I laughed so hard when I heard that story. <laughs> yeah, that's, you told the story well. I think the only revision I would say is that he does care. But I think he was having a rough day, like, you know, it was day one with these crazy young kids and he knew they were playing truth or dare. And but, yeah, he was maybe kind of um, not paying attention or getting some food for one of the kids. And he and he came back or he he looked down and there was two of them that came out from under the table and he, he's pretty sure that they kissed under the table. So <laughs> that's pretty funny that uh, that that was going on during a, a ski lesson day. Um, he probably wouldn't like us talking about it, but, uh, it's going on the pot anyway, cause it's, it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> do we have any mounting news in the mountain, um, updates or, you know what, we should actually go into pitches and pitches. Do you, do you have anything for this week? You're putting me on the spot. I, uh, yeah, we have not hung out in like, we haven't hung out in weeks, but I don't have anything. Usually I get all my business ideas from you and then. I decide whether they're something I want to like potentially pursue and you know other than that I don't really I don't really free think about this I suppose. I I have one I thought of this weekend that I might actually pursue that I'm not um ready to share on the pod yet just just in case. Like actually I I think I've got a really good idea. It would be a physical business in Vail. That's all I'll say. But Here's a pit, here's a pitchers and pitch uh, from Satchel, which is kind of more of just an idea. But we want to promote this pod, right? And um, if you ride on the Vail buses, as we mentioned in a prior episode, there's advertisements on the there's these like billboards on the inside of the bus as you're riding. You can look up and see them. And Satchel's like, we should just buy a card that's the exact you know like a piece of paper. Uh, card that's the exact size of those advertisements and put podcast advertisement on one of the Vail buses like when the bus driver's not looking and just get like tons of uh tons of people looking at it and coming to the pod that way I think it's actually kind of a brilliant idea that's 
somebody was like, oh, guerrilla marketing. That's like the, the epitome of guerrilla marketing. And then I'm sure they change them out after, you know, who knows how long they'd leave them up there. Maybe they leave them up, leave it up there for a season and we get a full season of advertising. I feel like wh- whoever's advertisement that you cover up is going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> you know, if you're like covering up some, just don't cover up a lawyer. Just don't, just don't cover up a lawyer advertisement. Don't cover up that like, whatever the one is for the ski injury, that guys that do the ski injuries. Cause I'm not trying to get sued. Frank, yeah, Frank Azar sued by Frank Azar. <laughs> right. I would be, no, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> but that is a good idea. I mean, putting it on the bus, like people are already thinking about skiing. You're up in the mountains. That's probably where you're going to get most of your, it's like the target audience you're looking for. They might, they might even have their headphones yeah, in, you know, they might be ready to go to no, Spotify right there. What you right should there. do is then have also a QR code that takes you right to like episode one or like maybe the most recent episode so that all they have to do is like scan, like you just scan the QR code and then they can just start listening instantly. Cause like if you, cause if you have to like remember to like, Oh, I'm going to write down that I 70 show and then like come back like next week or a day later or whatever. And like, remember, Oh, I wanted to listen to that show and then Google it. I guarantee like 75% of people aren't going to do it. I would be one of those 75% of people. I probably wouldn't. It's true. But if I had that QR code and you took me straight and I was interested enough, you took me straight to the link or straight to the episode and just started playing. I'd be hooked. No, I agree. That's a great idea. My um, my headphones are going to die here, so I want to keep it moving. That was our pitches and pitches. I think that was pretty fire. Satch is going to be stoked. We uh, pumped him up on our on the pod he's not here for. But um, let's quickly review some snow forecasts for the upcoming week. As we said, it's going to be super cold across the state of Colorado. Um but it's also supposed to be a pretty good snow week. Uh, I am looking at an open snow link, and he's saying that uh, Joel Gratz is the is the, uh, the publisher there, I believe, and he is saying that we're going to have intense snow on on Wednesday night. So Monday, Tuesday, mostly dry, reasonably warm, and then Wednesday night is when the storm comes in. We're going to get some wind, cold temperatures, and on Thursday morning, you're going to be seeing powder. So Alex, you should get out there if you can. I think we could be seeing powder across the state. And um, after that, there could be a few more storms um, arriving between the 28th and the 31st. I'd love to get out there with you. I'm going to be home from the Midwest at that time, and we should get out there and uh, get some skiing in. But yeah, do you have anything to add about the the snow forecast or or any departing messages for our listeners, Alex? Uh, sure, I'll say I'll, I'll give a little uh, a little happy holidays to everybody and uh, pray for snow.